Hi. 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 Hello. I'm curious about. I'm curious about. I'm curious I'm about. Curious about. I'm curious about building open, authentic, loving relationship. I'm curious about jealousy. I'm curious about polyamory. Does it just mean that you're fucking all the time? How can I tell my parents that my partner is already married? I'm curious about... How do you know when you're too busy to have another relationship? I'm curious about dominant and subordinate relationships. I'm curious about sexual health. How can relationships can evolve with people evolve as they grow and change? So today, Effie, we have a special guest. It is Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> we are going to be hearing all of the sounds of the city behind me. I am not in my usual recording spot. And so I'm trying to be as far away from the window as possible. But we're going to hear just New York's going to be a part of this episode. Just like it's a part of me and you, New yes. York is going to be a part of this episode exactly. too. Curious folks and New York. It's like sex in the city. It's curious folks and the city. <laughs> curious in the city. <laughs> curious in the city um, is going to be the name of this episode. <laughs> Welcome to the Curious Folks Podcast For those challenging the status quo in love, sex, and relationships My name is Effie Blue And I'm Jacqueline Misla And on this episode, in honor of May Mental Health Month We're going to focus on the most important relationship in our lives Our relationship with ourselves How can we care for our mental health beyond candles, warm baths, and face masks? I am not really sure how we got to this place, but when we say self-care, all the images that pop up, in fact, if you Google self-care, all the images that mm-hmm. pop up are like wellness ads and spas and mm-hmm. baths and manicures and hair masks and face masks. I mean, I think it's about, you know, the capitalist influence of our mental hair. I was just going to say, you know exactly how you can see here. It's capitalism. Oh, capitalism. Yes. yes, the capitalist influence on our self-care practices, of course. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, I think it's so limited and so reductive and it sends the wrong message. Yes, I agree with you. You and I have both had our struggles with mental health. Mm-hmm. And I think we have tried different things. We've ignored <laughs> we've ignored it. <laughs> that was a strategy for a little while. Um, right. Denied that it had that it existed. Mm-hmm. Tried to work through it, right? Mm-hmm. And not not do anything about it. Tried, I think we both have tried the self-care stuff and then have realized that there's actually a lot of other things that we need. Sure. Beyond some bubble baths. Exactly. Exactly. Honestly, I think other than sore muscles, I haven't yet experienced a bubble bath to actually solve anything. And that's just me. I know I know some people come up with their best material. They're like most relaxing experiences in a bubble bath. For me, I personally I don't like them. The only time I get into a bath is when I'm when I'm hurting if I've done like too much of an activity Mm -hmm. and I just need like an Epsom salt bath and other than sore muscles personally speaking I haven't yet experienced a bubble bath or salt anything for me so we need to kind of think beyond that yes I was gonna say people if you know stressed about doing your taxes (laughs) stressed (laughs) about having to uh you know do a home project the bubble bath is not going to help with that the bubble bath is not going to do your taxes for you that kind of stress will not be alleviated via bubbles Absolutely, absolutely. I think it's worth just taking a minute to talk about why self-care is important and what is it that we're trying to achieve by self-care, right? We're not trying to achieve smooth skin and and luscious curls, right? What we're trying to do is really take care of ourselves and to be our best thriving self. Like It is about eliminating the things that get in the way of us thriving, of our being our best self, feeling the best version of ourselves and how do we eliminate how do we take care of those things so that we can take care of ourselves the irony is that when i do self-care things i actually feel worse about myself so sitting down to meditate it's an ongoing practice but just sitting and not doing anything or trying not to think of anything is so challenging for my brain mm-hmm. and when i can't do it i end up just feeling bad <laughs> about mm-hmm. myself Right. When I am like, I should just be eating this apple and going for a walk and everything will feel better. And then I do that and it doesn't work. Then I feel Mm. bad about myself. So self-care has had the unintended effect on me sometimes of actually making the situation worse. Is it self-care that's having an unintended effect Mm. on you or it's how you feel about, I'm throwing air quotes, failing at it or thinking you're not doing it properly? 
Mm-hmm. I do. I think it's. I think it's what we're going to go into today. It was what I was defining as self care. It was mm. the package that was sold to me of self care. That mm. those are the things I need to do to be better. So I started to do those things, and I didn't get better. And we should note that in the conversation that we're going to have today, we are talking about strategies that should be considered as well as any other strategies that you need to protect your mental health, right? So mm-hmm. having a therapist, taking medication, doing all the things that one needs to do in order to support their mental health. This is as well as and not instead of. And so I want to, we should note that in advance because again, you and I have all of our own <laughs> things that we exactly. do take, talk to, and right. we don't want to replace any of those things with some bubble baths. Exactly. Exactly. This is not, it is not to say, throw your medication and go for a walk instead. That is not our message. It's not our <laughs> message. If there are things that you already have, strategies that you, you already have in place and they're working for you, please go forth and keep doing those things and do those as well. If it, me- if it means something to you, if it makes sense to you. And uh, like Jackie said, it's as well as not instead of. Having said that though, I do want to make a caveat here. I do have a pet peeve, almost like a mini soapbox I'm about to get on. Mm-hmm. I want to be super cautious because this is a fine line. I don't want to invalidate mental health care. I don't want to invalidate doctors and therapists and, and, and qualified people who do this for a living, who worked hard and studied hard and, and got, to, got to do what they're doing. This is not to invalidate all of any of those things. But I do have a little bit of a pet peeve that anytime that I've been struggling and going to a psychiatrist um, or a therapist, a therapist is like different, but definitely psychiatrists, it's very rare. Almost never I get asked how much I'm sleeping, how much I'm exercising, and mm. how much water I'm drinking. Mm-hmm. Like I don't get asked those basics. I happen to know about this stuff and I, you know, try to do all that stuff, though I, you know, that's actually some basic stuff that I fail to do myself. But I feel like sometimes psychiatrists, especially in the US, are quick to just prescribe you something to make you feel better, rather than sort of starting with the basics and saying, like, how is your self-care? Like, like, how are you taking care of yourself? Can we get some of that stuff right? And then try the next level of things like, you know, medication and, and other interventions. Once you're, you know, regularly hydrated, once you're getting your seven, eight hours of sleep a night, once you're sort of doing minimum of 20 minutes of exercise a day, like, let's just get those in place and then see what kind of support we need out of a pill bottle that I, I wish that there is more of that which is not to say people don't need medication and they don't need med- you know medical help and and doctors and interventions it's just that fine line that encouraging people to have good self-care practices before we medicate them i don't know i feel like it's just a better strategy well it's the same thing we we're talking about before it's as well as not instead of so mm-hmm. medication also should not be instead of taking mm-hmm. care of these other important parts of, of your humanity. When I was probably about 20 was the first time that I went to a psychiatrist and was dealing with depression and anxiety. And I remember I was there for all five minutes, maybe. Mm-hmm. I remember he asked me my weight and my height and my age. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I was prescribed some pills and that was it. <sighs> and I never took them. I never took them because I it it felt so strange to just mm-hmm. have I there wasn't a conversation around what this would do, what this meant, how I should feel, and so I never did. And I did not v- revisit taking medication for till you know almost twenty years later. And this time around, such a different experience. We had a conversation not only around you know what my anxiety and my depression felt like. And what medication could support that. But also we did some blood tests to see what kind of nutrition I was having. We did some, she, she told me about different types of tea that would help with my sleep. Exactly. Yeah. We did a bunch of different exams. I changed, I, I eliminated a bunch of stuff from my diet. Mm-hmm. I started to increase my time outside. There were so many things that I did in conjunction with the mm-hmm. medication. And so I think that's what we're saying in all cases and not or, right? That's the mm-hmm. philosophy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and not or. Exactly, exactly. Another piece I think is worth talking about, which we want to do a, do a deeper dive into, which is that the self-care is actually kind of a, a big topic. We kind of say self-care, and like we said at the top of this conversation, we think of bubble baths. Uh, but I think if we can sort of go into different types of self-care, we might be able to navigate our way to the right type of self-care for what we need in that moment. 
Yes. Bubble baths is the monogamy of the mental health self-care work. (laughs) Because right, it is like the thing that they say, right? It's like, yes. you want to be well, take a bubble bath and put on a face mask, right? You want right. to be in a relationship? Monogamy is the way. It is, yes, bubble baths and face masks are the mm-hmm. monogamy of self-care practices. <laughs> That's funny. Yes. That's funny. I like that. I like that. Or vanilla sex of, uh, like vanilla sex of yes. self-care. Yes. Yes. And I think what we, what we've always done on this episode is to say, there are so many other options. There's there so many options. other ways of being. Mm-hmm. And similarly, there are so many ways in which we get stressed. There are so mm-hmm. many ways in which we need to care for our, our, our mental health. So there's emotional self-care, uh, practical self-care, physical self-care, mental self-care and social self-care and spiritual self-care. So we actually kind of group them and then we want to go through them to really talk about what each of those mean and where some examples and, and maybe share some of our you know favorite self-care strategies in that area to really give you, as we like to do on the show, inspiration and permission to design your own, design your own self-care practice for you to thrive in your relationship with yourself, by the way, which will then reflect onto all the other relationships that you have in your life. So that's kind of how we want to structure this this episode. So let's start. Let's start with emotional self-care. The big one. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're all kind of big, but I feel like emotional self-care is the big one. <laughs> the way that I think about it are um, activities that really help you connect, process, and reflect on your emotions, right? Essentially, figuring out safe spaces, allocated times, dedicated energy to feel your feelings. Yes. I got to say, this is the one probably that is the most important for me, is Mm. when I realize that I am not giving myself space to feel. Now, sometimes I do that intentionally, right? There are times Mm -hmm. where I'm about to head into a meeting and something terrible comes across my phone from the news. And I say to myself, you can, you can absorb this and feel this later. This is not the moment where Mm -hmm. you're going to feel all the feelings. So we're going to put that on pause, but later on, I'm going to give you an opportunity. We're going to go into the shower. We're going to cry it out. Like we're Mm going to experience this thing, but not right now. Mm-hmm. And so there are times where that is a thoughtful strategy. And there are times where I am just avoiding <laughs> all the feelings mm-hmm. because I feel uncomfortable. And I do think that that then becomes the origin for so many other things that impacts how my, my physical body, that impacts my sleep, that impacts my eating. And so I understand why you say this is one of the biggest ones. I do think that this is foundational. Mm-hmm. By the way, crying also one of my favorite emotional self-care activities, like allocated yes. time, space, energy, safe space to have a good cry is, as far as I'm concerned, it's cathartic. It's It's a great emotional Mm self-care exercise. And I think Mm -hmm. afterwards, during, I feel all the feelings. Afterwards, I feel great. I feel like I've, a weight was lifted of me. Something got flushed out. You know, my my body kind of like returns back to to, to level, having discharged whatever has been clogging up the system for a while. So crying Mm -hmm. counts. (laughs) <laughs> it's like a commercial for crying. <laughs> totally. We we, are, we totally recommend that you skip the bubble bath and you cry instead. That <laughs> is crying. that is that's the recommendation of this episode. Exactly. Like get in some comfy pajamas, get like good tissues. Yes. And you know, grab your blankie, your teddy, whatever gives you comfort. And it's okay. Like we all have them. And just have a good cry. I agree. You know, for me, part of what's helpful is writing things down, writing talking, creating art, mm-hmm. moving, pl- playing music of the of the genre or tone or emotion of the thing that I need to feel. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember one time, uh, this was after a breakup, I'll call it that. It was after, you know, a period where kind of this relationship that was blooming, we realized would not be able to be. And so I was running and running and trying to get out my feelings. And I was listening to this Christina Aguilera song, the words of which had nothing to do with my situation, but the like tone, the feeling in the song was what I was feeling. And I just played it on repeat and like sobbed and ran and just Mm -hmm. kept listening to this song over and over and over because it was like a direct line into the emotion that I needed to experience and to release. 
I love that. I love that. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes. Another one, a good one for me is seeing a therapist. You know, that's that's essential. I know yeah. that it's not available for mm-hmm. everyone. So I want to be so mindful of that because I think, you know, we say have a therapist and I know that not everyone's has access to that and therapy can be really expensive and not, not all healthcare covers it and sucks and it should actually be free. That's another story. Um, but if it is available to you, if you can, you know, if your budget is tight, like, is there anywhere that you can cut from, you know, to then have somehow have a, you know, budget for therapy? It is life changing. It is absolutely emotional self-care activity. So if you can have therapy, go for that as well. For me, it was life changing. I stumbled into therapy. I went to my, now I know that I was having a, a total meltdown at the time. I was just like, I'm tired. I can't sleep. I'm I can't think like I, I, I had all the, the physical issues. So I went to see my GP and I happened to have a, a great GP at the time because I had you know privileged enough to have good insurance. And I told her all the things that was going wrong with me. And she was like, ah, again, we did some blood tests and everything else. And I came back and, and she was like, OK, I think you need to see somebody else. And she directed me to a, a psychiatrist who was also doing therapy, which also is rare. Life changing. At that point in my life, I didn't know any of this stuff. And it was probably the single most important moment in my life that changed the course of what was happening for me. We did an episode with Dr. Thomas Whitfield where we talked about how to find a mental health care professional and the different types of therapy that exists. Mm -hmm. And so just want to name that. Not everything is talk therapy. Not everything is about laying on the couch. And Mm -hmm. so if that's the thing that you're picturing in your mind, there are other ways in which you can get support from a therapist. So yes, yes to crying, yes to therapy. I'm creating a little checklist right now of all the things. Yes to journaling. So important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So since we're talking about writing and journaling, I want to talk about a different form of self-care, which is practical self-care, because there are some times where you just need to do a thing in order to release the stress of it. So I'm going to give you an example. All week, all day, all week, I'm in meetings and I'm you know, taking notes on different pieces of paper and in the computer. And by the end of the week, it feels as if I am holding my breath. The only way for me to exhale is to write a list. Mm -hmm. I need to write a list of Mm -hmm. all the things that I need to do, of all the things that are in my mind, in all the categories of my life. And as soon as I finish that normally like a four page list of things that are in my head, once I get that on paper, I feel like I can breathe again. It doesn't mean, it still means now I have to do all the things on this list. So Mm -hmm. that's not great. But there is something about just holding on to all of that, that a to-do list is just, just solves beautifully. Mwah, chef's kiss to to-do mm-hmm. lists. Absolutely. That I do think that it's one of the, the main pillars of practical self-care, which is actually tasks that you complete to fulfill the core aspects of being human, right? Core aspects of your life so that mm-hmm. you prevent mm-hmm. stressful situations. Like practical, practical, practical. That's why to-do list. Number one, to-do lists are a great way to start that. Same as like organizing your home, getting a handle Mm -hmm. on your finances is a big one. I think people carry around so much anxiety around finances. And some of that, definitely I'm guilty of that, is just because I don't have a handle on it. I've done things that are out of routine. And in my mind, I can't keep, you know, I can't keep up with the maths and I just... You know, I don't know how much is coming in, how much is going out. And I haven't done, I haven't taken care of myself in, and, and done my done my finances. So what that shows up for me is just anxiety around, just generalized anxiety around money, where it's not really about how much money I have. It's just the fact that I just don't know. I haven't done, I haven't done the math. Yeah. So just taking care of that is for me, enormous amounts of practical self-care. And many of us, I imagine, depending on the type of work you do, are doing spreadsheets, maybe even budgets for portions of your work, but not for yourself. Again, Mm -hmm. my hand is raised here too. Mm -hmm. Getting a handle on my finances, making sure that I feel in the know so I'm not always stressed is a a constant practice for me. And even what you you mentioned about organizing your home, the same thing like a to-do list, like cleaning up the area around me. What? Cleaning mm-hmm. the kitchen. Oh my gosh. That's like therapy, oh, right? Like yes. listening to a podcast and doing the dishes or like putting things away and organizing them. There's something about having a clear space mm-hmm. and like feeling that feeling of spaciousness. 
Sure. <sighs> Exactly. For somebody who struggles with ADHD, I don't want to say, I want to start my, I just had an epiphany. I want to change my language around ADHD. Yeah. I want to talk Mm -hmm. about somebody who navigates ADHD with grace. That's beautiful. That's right. That's that's how I want to deal with that from now on. I just had an epiphany. Somebody who navigates around ADHD with grace, organizing my environment is Top priority self-care. If my desk is mm. scattered, which which it is, some of it actually is organized chaos that a neurotypical person would just be overwhelmed by. Some of it is like organized chaos that is organized the way that my mind is organized. But some of it is just like things that shouldn't really be there. And making that distinction and clearing the things that shouldn't be there and leaving the organized mess is so, so important for my mental health, for sure. Yeah. I think the other piece that falls into the practical self-care stuff for me is if there's an area of uh, my work or, you know, what I'm doing that I feel not confident about, instead of ignoring it and feeling shitty about it, like doing some personal development activity, taking a class, speak to a a coach, Mm. do some research, you know, binge on YouTube videos about it. I think to me, that's also um, practical self-care. Like I do a little public speaking. I do this podcast and and it's something that's on my mind all the time. Like whenever I listen to myself, I'm always like critiquing the way I sound and always wondering how I can be better. And every now and then I'll get some support around it. And it really just, okay, like here's some more tools. Like here's some more knowledge. Here's how I can improve. That also gets me out of a, a, a hole and it feels like I'm taking care of myself in kind of a kind of a practical way. Yeah. So I see what you're saying as an example of if, if the first step is for us to give ourselves space to feel the thing. After we feel the thing, I think figuring out, it sounds like what some of the source of that thing is. So is it is it stress and anxiety and a sense of, of concern around worth as it has to do with finances? Is it about insecurity because there's some skill that you feel like you need to build and so you keep avoiding a particular thing or you feel uncomfortable with a particular thing because you haven't built that skill? Is it is it that your house feels out of order? Your to-do list feels... What is the thing that you can do, like the next step to start to address it outside mm-hmm. of... Again, skip the bubble bath, make the to-do list, cry, make the to-do mm-hmm. list take a class. Actually, so one of the classes that I want to take that is about my mental health in that I need to move more is a burlesque class. Mm, You would love a burlesque class, actually. I would love. Yes. So I'm going to be taking one. I'm going to take a a burlesque class this summer. And I'm excited about it because number one, it'll address taking a class, stimulating me, learning something. But number two, it's going to get me to move mm-hmm. because I personally need, as you know, <laughs> physical mm-hmm. self-care. You are always telling me to move. And my brain my brain tells my body that we're fine. We're fine. We don't need to go anywhere. Sitting in front of the computer is just fine. But my, my body feels otherwise. Totally. And that beautifully leads us to physical self-care, which I think is for me is as important as emotional self-care because for me, those things are so tied together and it's activities that you do to improve your well-being of your physical health. Right. And then going to the gym is a classic one. And for me, it's finding movement that unblocks whatever is being held in my body. Like for me, that's Mm -hmm. what physical, Mm -hmm. physical self-care is. Sometimes it's just taking a walk when I feel stressed and sometimes it's doing two hours of five rhythms where I'm like dancing my heart out to an extent that I actually need to take a bubble bath afterwards. Yes. And something about, particularly if it's nice weather, being outside, mm. healing, being outside in nice weather, healing, moving, healing. I actually, I'm, let me, <laughs> there's a video of this. So I'll see if I can find it, if I can unearth it. One of the the things that I love to do is is like dance, right? Just like angry dance is what my mm-hmm. partner calls it. It's just like I have so much built up energy in my body and I can tell when I'm starting to feel like claustrophobic, when mm-hmm. I'm starting to feel like I need to, to do something and I'm starting to get mm-hmm. agitated. It means now I need to move. So I either need to run or I need to dance. And I have been listening to classical metal music. Mm-hmm. So it's like Beethoven, for example, but like a metal band is doing a cover yes. of it and I'm yes. obsessed. 
Yes. I'm obsessed with it. Yes. And so I had my, the, you know, a few weeks back I had, I was in my pajamas. I had my headphones on. I had my, and I was just like angry Thumbs dancing to yes. metal Beethoven. Right. Exactly. And my partner video, videotapes a little clip of it. That's so funny. So I'm going to see if I can post that, but it, it really does just that moving. I feel so much better because I am somebody who and who feels claustrophobic after a little while. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can't breathe. I feel like mm-hmm. my the life that I have built very and designed on purpose sometimes mm-hmm. at some point feels confining and it's mm-hmm. too many things and I feel like I just need to run away. And so mm-hmm. physically sometimes I just need to run. <laughs> I need <laughs> yeah. to run away. Yeah. Get it out of my system sure. and then and then I feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I um, recently have started doing something called somatic somatic experiencing, which is a type of therapy that combines talk therapy with somatic soma, the body. You know, uh, and we talked about mm-hmm. that on episode ninety two with Rida Karashi, who is really well trained at this. She's she's amazing, um, and I'm I'm working with somebody that she recommended, and it's it's been super super interesting. And in one of the sessions, a rage room came up. Have you heard of a rage room? Mm. You know what a rage room is? No. No. So they're all the trend. So a rage room is a room that is designed for you to go and rage in. So there's like (gasps) things in there and baseball bats and things that you can destroy, things that you can kick and scream, things that you can damage, like really like tap into that aggressive energy and like just like go for it you can like break things and smash things and kick things and throw things and like really Uh see them break you know it's a get all your rage out and then and then you just like walk out of the room and somebody either cleans up after you or they just like (laughs) add more things just just add more things for people to like break so one of the things that came out was a rage room i feel like that's also self-care right there spending like I, yes. I like. I feel like spending an hour in a rage room, but I feel like you really just spend like ten minutes in a rage room. I think after that you're exhausted. Yeah. If you're really doing it right, I feel like five yeah. to ten minutes is probably all you need. But I feel like that yeah. is great self care. Yes, I want, and maybe this is the space for that. I've been thinking about this. I want a place where I can scream. Mm. You can't just like scream in your apartment or scream because hopefully someone is going to come check on you, right? Like that's, Mm. I'm hopefully not screaming in the middle (laughs) of the street and nobody will do anything, but I want to scream without interference. I want to, first of all, I want to practice screaming. I don't even know if I've ever screamed. And so I've, mm-hmm. I've thought about like, God forbid something did happen to me and someone tried to take me. I don't even know how I would scream, what that would sound like, mm-hmm. like if my body would know what to do. So I need some mm-hmm. screaming practice, but I think it would get a lot out of my system if I just like screamed and threw something. Rage room. Sure. Now I know. Rage room. Find yourself a rage room. Uh, also, there are um, really awesome therapies and classes where you do... I think it is called, we'd have to look at that and put it on the show notes, but like, it's either like sound therapy or voice therapy where you do tap into, where you do make noise. Like the whole idea is that you make noise. Mm. You make, like you can scream, Mm -hmm. you can do like guttural grunting. Like they really get you to make sound. And for me, I I did it and I actually found that I thought it was going to be so much easier then I experienced it. I thought I was going to go there and like make sound. But for some reason, it turns out my throat chakra is blocked, which is information that I mm. learned. For somebody that talks a lot, I thought that was really interesting. And when it came to like making sounds, yeah, I, I just felt like I couldn't get them out. And not because I couldn't make the sound, mm. but I just couldn't release them out of my body. Which again, I thought I have that experience through movement, right? So I do a lot of releasing stuff out of my body through movement. And the idea is that do that through your voice i couldn't do it it was really really hard i got really emotional and and like bunked up and i couldn't get it out so try it it's good yeah so we have feel the feeling Mm -hmm. make a to-do list and and clear your space do Mm -hmm. some physical care move in your space actually i'm going to add one more thing as relates to physical care and Mm -hmm. i'm going to do this because not only is it mental health month it's also masturbation month in Mm -hmm. may i'm not sure if you knew that i knew this was coming Uh a lot of alliterations are happening in may Uh but yes i need to do a plug i this (laughs) it's like we were doing a plug for for crying this this show is sponsored by crying (laughs) and masturbation crying and masturbation exactly (laughs) (laughs) we can, can also be done at the same time (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, exactly. Mix it up. Yes. Which on uh, the two episodes ago, the, the date night episode, I did a soapbox on how I hate the word masturbation. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't listened to it, go listen to why I hate it. But I love the action of it. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I really do appreciate about it is it it releases the like nice chemicals in my body. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. a distraction. I figured this out. When I first opened up, uh, or rather when my wife and I were open and, and she first started to see somebody else and started to build a partnership there, whenever I would think about them together, I would start to feel jealous and tight and anxious and all these things in my body. But then I would also start to feel turned on and want to mm-hmm. like do something about that. And it was a mind fuck, honestly, for a little bit, because I was like, am I turned on by them together? That's okay. But is that the thing? Am I turned on by the jealousy? Like I couldn't figure out why there was a connection there. And then I realized that it was my body trying to say like, Ooh, this feels uncomfortable. I know something that feels good. Let's take a little break. Let's take a little break from this stress. Let's come over here. Let's do this and everything will feel better. And it, once I understood that, I was like, I, I, number one, was able to connect those dots, but then I was able to use it intentionally and mm-hmm. say, I'm feeling stressed out right now. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm going to go take a few minutes mm-hmm. and I'm going to release all of those nice chemicals into my body so that I can feel a little more calm, a little more present. It's my form of meditation, frankly, mm-hmm. because I totally. come out of that and I feel much more present in this mm-hmm. space than I did before. I cannot agree with you more. In fact, if you remember, we did a whole episode called Masturbation as, as Self-Love and the Sex Next with Stella yes. Harris in episode 57. So Stella mm-hmm. got into the details of how to set up your masturbation session as like self-care and self-love and, and creating a sex nest and all that kind of stuff. So Jump onto episode 57 to how to do it well. Masturbation is self-care and self-love. Yes, please. Think of it like a celebration. It's masturbation month. Make it a holiday. Listen <laughs> to the episode. Set up your sex nest and then exactly. and have fun. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of my other areas of self-care, mental, mental self-care. I know that if I don't make time to learn to challenge myself mentally, I get disconnected from humanity as a whole. Mm. Tell me more. I need that mental stimulation. It makes me feel alive. It makes me feel connected. I feel fed. If I haven't read a book, if I haven't tackled a challenge, if I haven't wrapped my head around a new idea... I just feel stale. My mind just feels like cobwebby and I feel like I'm just going round and round the same thoughts, same ideas. I start to feel claustrophobic. It has a massive knock-on effect on everything else, just like any of the stuff. Mm. But I really need that. I really need, I have a hunger for new ideas, new discussion, new knowledge. And if I ignore that, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good. Yeah, that stale feeling actually is part of, I think, what leads to me eventually feeling claustrophobic is when my conversations, particularly in my partnerships, start to revolve around only the day-to-day. Mm-hmm. Did we, we need to get more orange juice? Who's going to do the laundry? Mm-hmm. What time are we going to drop off? And if that becomes, it just becomes so stale. I think that's the best mm-hmm. word for it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I'm i like, all right, we all need to go listen to a podcast <laughs> and come mm-hmm. back and share mm-hmm. share notes. We need to read a book. We need to go to a class. Something to insert some conversation that it allows for thought, creativity, debate. I have all of these words sitting in my mind, all of these ideas that want to be tapped into. Mm -hmm. And you're right. It really does create a sense of frustration and staleness when you can't access those things. Right. Right. Or just, I just know, I already know everything, right? I mean, they're all in my head. Like I already know the things I know. And then at Mm. some point I'm like, this is just like, I'm boring myself. Essentially. (laughs) I'm like, I'm boring myself because Mm -hmm. I'm boring myself. I'll get disconnected from myself. And a lot of self-care is about connecting with yourself. And I do, I literally bore myself. So I'm just like, I'm not interested in myself. So when I put in new information, when I learn something new and just also because of the way that my brain works, it just like lights up multiple circuits you know it'll just like connect from here to here to here to here to here and then that for me is 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 refreshing it clears cash it adds new new ideas new excitement into my world so i can definitely i know the difference between not taking care of that mental stimulation versus learning something new or solving a puzzle like 
I took a brief flight yesterday and I didn't want to be on my phone. I didn't want to be on the, I didn't want to watch in-flight entertainment. And on the way in, I grabbed a, I grabbed a newspaper and I just like turned to the, and I, you know, I, I didn't really want to read the newspaper either, but I turned to the crossword and like for the hour mm. flight, I just like did a crossword, which is hard for me because I was doing it in a different language. But it was like so stimulating and I was just like, I can do this, I can do this. And it felt so good. Like in that hour, I came out of the flight. I was like, oh, that was that was satisfying. I didn't finish it because it was really hard. <laughs> but I like really put my mind to it. I focused on that one thing. I was trying to problem solve. I was coming up with ideas. It felt really good. That's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. You know, another way in which I start to feel stale, and this happened to me just this weekend, is when I am feeling stuck inside when I feel, when I don't feel social, let me put it that way. Mm -hmm. If you are, if you are in or around the Brooklyn area and you would like to hang out sometime, (laughs) (laughs) you should DM me because Uh there are, there are times where I'm just, I'm like, I'm in the greatest city in the entire world. And I'm in my apartment and, and like inside and, and I want to be outside. I want to be amongst the people. Mm. I want to be, I'm about to start singing like, you know, the Little Mermaid. I want to be mm. where the people are. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I want to see them dancing. But that I really, I'm like, I need to go outside. I need to be mm. social. I need to go have brunch. I need to go have a mocktail or a cocktail. I need to go just sit in the park and people watch. But there are mm. times where the thing that I actually need is not to retreat into myself, mm-hmm. but actually to be amongst other people. Absolutely. That is one of the things that I really need. I, I really need to be careful of. I can definitely neglect social self-care because I have a story in my head that if I don't feel well, I should be alone to take care of myself on my own. This is such a typical, at least for me, is like hashtag fail of self-care, which is the thing that you were talking about at the top of this this episode, right? Like you do a thing thinking it's going to fix the thing and then you feel shitty about the fact that it didn't fix the thing and now you're feeling some other thing <laughs> that doesn't feel mm-hmm. good, right? Mm-hmm. This is like, a, this is this is exactly where I fall into that hole where I think I don't, I, you know, I don't feel great. Something needs to happen and I choose wrongly to do it on my own in my apartment or in my room and what I really need actually is like social connection. Like I need social self-care. Mm-hmm. I need to have brunch with people. I need to go on a date. I need to connect with people, make that effort and not think that being alone is going to solve it. And also same, like I feel at least for me, the more I choose to be alone, the more I end up being alone and it, mm. I, I find it hard to connect and socialize when I know I need it. So I do have to make mm-hmm. it a conscious practice to, to take social self-care and sit there and look at my messages and go go back to the messages that I've ignored or never got back to. People who have kindly and graciously and gen- generously reached out to me and I didn't get back to them because in that moment I didn't, you know, I felt that I should be alone. Or I didn't want to connect with people. I do set aside time to go through my WhatsApp, to go through my messages and just get back to people. And also just, you know, send short messages to people saying, I'm thinking about you. You're my mind. How are you? Which is something that I really need to work on because when I have those connections, I know I feel better. Like it is important Mm -hmm. self-care. It is an important self-care strategy for me to really get socially connected and it doesn't come naturally. So it's something that I really need to work on. Can we also normalize just sending someone a text and saying, I'm thinking about you and them sending an emoji or maybe I'm thinking about Mm -hmm. you too without it actually having to be a conversation? Because that actually is what prevents me sometimes from socializing or texting folks back and forth is then they were like, well, how are you and how are things? And now I'm tired already. Like I saw your text asking (laughs) me how I am and now I'm tired and now we won't talk for three months. Like now I can't respond because it's just Mm -hmm. too much to answer. And Mm -hmm. so I don't ask people how they are. I generally, to your point, say, hey, thinking about you, but would like Mm -hmm. those people. So if you're listening, just say thank Mm -hmm. you. (laughs) Just say I'm thinking about you too. Send me an emoji every once in a while. Emojis are also my text love language. But you're, you're absolutely right. Sometimes it is, it feels like it's going to be exhausting to connect, but being able to know that you have that community out there mm-hmm. does make you feel better. Yeah. Yes. Also clogs the system for me. 
knowing that there are a bunch of people out there that haven't heard back from me it's like it's like it's to me it's the mm. same as like not doing my taxes it's like mm-hmm. unclosed tabs sitting, yes yeah it's just yes. sitting there right and these people are people that i you know i i care about and i just haven't got back to them because i am in a stuck place and i'm not taking care of myself you know mm-hmm. and i think mm-hmm. one of the things actually to mention this is a great time to mention that actually i was going to mention it at the end but i feel like this is a great time to mention this Self-care sometimes sounds like it should be easy. Like you should be taking it easy, right? That it should be Mm. like something that you do should be effortless. That being effortless is a part of the self-care dynamic. Hence the bubble baths, right? You run a bath, you jump Mm -hmm. in it and voila, you're doing self-care. Actually, self-care is sometimes doing hard things to relieve some of the pressure so you can feel better afterwards. Mm. So sometimes self-care is actually doing hard things, which can be having difficult conversations with people that you've been ignoring or, you know, saying things Mm. like, I'm sorry, I haven't got back to you for the last six months. You are on my mind. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about you. You know, when I'm ready to talk to you, if I'm not ready, I'll call you. Let's grab a coffee, something like that to sort of just like bite the bullet and do those things. I think one of the big misconceptions is that self-care should just be light and fluffy and easy. But taking care of yourself is kind of hard. Humans are hard to take care of. They really are. Yeah. There have been times where I've avoided my phone or my inbox for a long time because I knew there was a message there. Probably the message was just like, hey, how are you? And then I never responded. And then a week went by, then a month went by, and I felt bad about it. And then now I have like negative associations with that person who really just wanted to see how I was doing, connect with me. It's like this whole story happens. Yes. Yes. I want to actually be super honest about this i currently have an unlistened to voicemail from not not a not like a spam but i know i know who it's from right from mm-hmm. <laughs> october 24th 2021 it's a 14 mm. minute oh wow well wow. no, 40 i'm sorry i'm sorry it's a 14 second oh voicemail. <laughs> i was like my god it's a 14 minute <laughs> sorry 14 second voicemail from somebody that i know that i haven't listened to from six months ago it's just sitting there. And yeah. it, I know it's because I have that red number one sitting on my phone icon on my phone. Every yes. time I look mm-hmm. at it, I see it. It stresses mm-hmm. me out. And what I really need to do is mm-hmm. take care of myself and just yes. listen to the message and make that red one dot yes. disappear. And I don't do it. And it's something that I need to do. Yes. Well, right now, I just, I my phone is in black and white so that I can't see any of the red. The red. That is the way, <laughs> that's the way I do self-care. Yes. yes. So, okay. So I want to, so far we are going to feel the feelings and cry it out. If that's okay, if that's what we would, or laugh it out, whatever the thing mm-hmm. is, we yes. are going to move. We're going to do something practical. We're going to make some to-do lists. We're going to clean up some stuff. We're going to get our finances together. If that's mm-hmm. the thing that's stressing us out, we are going to move. We're going to masturbate. We're going to run. We're going to walk. We're going to do anything that feels like we're in our body and we're going to get out there and either out there on our own or out there with other people. We're going to try to get rid of some of those red dots that are on our phone with people who are waiting for us. Mm. Go, go hang out with somebody, connect with somebody. And I think the last thing that we should add to this list of self-care is around continued with connection, but now connection to spirit connection mm. to nature, connection mm. connection to big C community, like global community, that, mm-hmm. that spiritual self-care, I think is something mm. that I, I find myself longing for sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Connection to something bigger, whatever that means to you, right? It's like nurture your spirit and allow you to connect to something that is bigger than you as a part of that. And for some people yeah. that's religion, right? For some people that's religion and that's you know that's doing things like going to a house of worship like a mosque or a temple or a church. Uh, and that's okay, like there's nothing wrong with that. And for some people it has nothing to do with the religion. It is just something that is of a higher power that feels somehow feeds their spirit. Right? It's like meditation, yeah. it's yoga, it is, you know, doing rituals that you know, that work for you. I'm a big, big fan of morning rituals. Not like, mm. not like morning, like the sun's coming up, but morning as in like something is some, oh. a loss, like morning a loss. Yeah. Doing like mm. a, you know, um, something like that, I think is really, really powerful. I know that people do it on the lunar calendar, 
either on the new moon or the full moon, they'll make a ritual to to burn something, to mourn something, to let go of something. I think those mm-hmm. are all great self-care, mm-hmm. spiritual self-care practices. Yeah. We were talking about the red dot and, and like avoiding the thing. And frankly, God sometimes feels like the red dot in my life. Mm. Like I know it's, I know, I know the universe and God and spirit is there. At least, you know, part of my, my f- faith system is that there's something there. And I want to feel connected. Like I want to respond. Like I feel like every once in a while, God's like, how are you doing? And then I just like, don't look at a message. And I just like do other things. Right? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'll get back to God at some point. God, knows I'm God can see me. They know I'm busy. So it'll be okay. It'll be okay. But I, it, that's, I mean, it's completely wrapped up in how I grew up and, and you know, the religious construct that I grew up in my family and that torture of of wanting to have faith and be a part of a spiritual community but also having been made to feel ashamed because of who I am mm-hmm. by that by mm-hmm. that religion and that faith and mm-hmm. so it feels all twisted up within me and and recently it was it was Easter here in the states and and the Christian world in the Christian world yeah and I was trying to figure out like how do I what do I want to do today how do I want to feel today. Normally, mm. you know, I would have gone to church when I was younger and would have read all these things and, and sung songs. And so I read some poetry. I read a beautiful poem. It's on my Instagram called Jesus at the Gay Bar. Mm-hmm. Jesus at a Gay mm-hmm. Bar. Fantastic poem. And it made me feel like I can be all the things together. And so mm-hmm. I took a shower. I listened to like gospel music. And then I went about the rest of the day. But I decided that I was going to allow myself to tap into some curated spiritual experiences that Mm. felt both nostalgic, but Mm. also tapped into that need inside of me. So Mm -hmm. it's a work in progress, but it is something that is, feels important. For sure. I think it is important. I think it can be neglected, especially because I think spirituality and religion can be a minefield. Even spirituality, I think certain versions of spirituality also feels, I don't know. I think when I say woo woo, that's what I mean. It can also feel you know, almost artificial or too culty. And I I don't know, I actually find the spiritual self-care piece the most minefield for me to find the right things. I think because I didn't grow up with religion. I don't even have something prescribed that I can like be like, oh, maybe I can do that. So I kind of make it up as I go along. Mm -hmm. For example, so I'm currently living in a Muslim country and it is Ramadan. So happy Ramadan, those people in the Muslim world. Uh, which means for 30 days, uh, Muslims around the world are fasting from sun up to sun down. So no food, no water, no nothing. Um, you wake up before sunrise, you have some food, you fast throughout the day. Um, and then once the sun goes down, you have a meal and that is you for 30 days. At the end of which you will then celebrate Eid, where you eat and feast and and visit elders and and all that kind of beautiful fun stuff. So. I have been traveling, so I haven't really been observing any of it. Not that I would observe. But when in Rome, before the end of Ramadan, I am actually going to fast for one day, which is something that you can't do. So mm-hmm. I'm going to get up before sunrise and eat a little bit of food. And then I'm going to fast throughout the day and then have a nice meal after sundown. And all um, as a spiritual practice and a bit of spiritual self-care. Why not? When in Rome, why not go with the flow and do something that is a part of the culture. Yeah. So a few weeks ago, we talked about date night. And one of the things that we talked about was doing a self-assessment and doing, there's this fuel gauge activity that I created mm-hmm. for my clients that we can put in the show notes, but essentially looking at what, it, where do you feel full and where do you feel empty? And I feel like that's the same practice that we need to have here as it relates to our mental health. Mm-hmm. Before you light that candle and put on that bubble bath, just take a second to really do a scan and say, what is actually the thing that I need right now? Do I need to just go do that budget? Do I need to just make that phone call to my mom? Do I need to go for a walk? Do I need to get something to eat? Like what, what is actually, your body will tell you mm-hmm. probably because you'll, as soon as you think about it, you don't want to do it. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. my sign. When, as soon as I think about it, I'm like, no, not that I'll do something else. I'm like, oh, God damn it. That's the thing I need to do. Mm-hmm. And so do that scan. And then that's what we're like, choose your own adventure. I think that Mm -hmm. this is what it's about. Choose the pathway forward based on that. Exactly. When I think about self-care, the advice, the wisdom that I find myself come back to over and over again 
is something that I've read that Gabriella Roth, the founder of Five Rhythms, has written that I, I've talked I've talked about this before on this episode, but I just find it so profound. I just want to like throw it in there as often as I can get it in there. She poses this question. She asks, "Are you disciplined enough to be a free spirit?" Hmm. And to me, it's such a profound question, and I think it's relevant here when we're talking about self care. Self-care, like I said before, is not supposed to be easy. It's not taking it easy by default. It is not light by default. It requires discipline. It requires effort. It requires getting it right for it to really work. And, you know, we're giving, we've been anti-bubble bath for the entirety of this episode. But I think (laughs) what we, I think we're just using bubble bath as a euphemism for the frivolous stuff that we get told to do as a part of our self-care routine that doesn't actually serve us, that doesn't is not really touching the corners. It might in the right situation, if that's really what you need and a bubble bath is going to do it for you, of course, bubble bath is the right thing for you. But it is not the default right thing. And I think we need to know thyself. We need to know what's going on with us, what we need, and sometimes choose to do hard things so that we can really feel the wholeness of ourselves, that we can really thrive and we can show up in the best way that we see ourselves. Here, here. Yes. If you have some strategies that you use to support your mental health, head to our Facebook group at We Are Curious Foxes and find other listeners, share tips, share ideas, talk about all of the latest episodes. If you want to read the poem, Jesus at the Gay Bar, see me angry dance, or get clips and previews from the show, then go to Instagram. Also, we are Curious Foxes, at Jacqueline Misla, at Coach Effie Blue. Find us in all the places and spaces on Instagram. And while you are on your phone, save, follow, share this podcast. It will help us continue to do the work that we are doing and challenging the status quo. And for those of you who support us on Patreon, thank you. That is the space where not only can you get the episodes a day in advance, you get access to all of our workshops, to behind the scenes, and to Jackie and Effie after hours every once in a while, where we record something just for our Patreon fans. And lastly, if you have something that you would like to share with us, a question, an idea, feedback, please feel free to reach out. You can do so by emailing us at listening at wearecuriousfoxes.com, DMing us on Instagram or Facebook, or giving us a call at 201-870-0063. This episode is produced and edited by Nina Pollock, who brings us peace of mind among the chaos of producing a podcast. Our intro music is composed by Dev Saha. We are so grateful for their work and we're grateful to you for listening. As always, stay curious, friends. Hold on, the noise behind me. That's okay. Welcome to New York. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you, stupid trucks. All right, come on, New York. We just need two more minutes. (laughs) Shh. 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 New York. Shh. Go back to COVID when it was like. I know, I know, and like the city never sleeps. I'm like, go to sleep, go sleep, go sleep. Yeah, exactly. Stop. Curious Fox Podcast is not and will never be the final word on any topic. We solely aim to encourage curiosity and provide a space for exploration through connection and story. We encourage you to listen with an open and curious mind, and we'll look forward to your feedback. Stay curious, friends. Stay curious. Stay curious. Stay curious. Stay curious. Stay curious. Stay curious. Stay curious.